BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. The Bay Area's biggest city has a big political race coming up. Sam Licardo's been the mayor since 2015, and the race to succeed him is beginning to heat up. We're going to spend some time learning about the leading candidates with Mercury News City Hall reporter Maggie Angst. And then we'll talk with the San Francisco Night Ministry about the work they do walking the streets of the Tenderloin, how it's changed since the organization began in the mid-1960s, and what it means to truly listen. That's all coming up next, after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. The race to become the next San Jose mayor has begun. There are scores of candidates, some longtime political players in the South Bay, while others are relative newcomers. Already, the candidates have pulled in more than one and a half million dollars with a lot more on the way. And the major players in local politics and the city have begun to line up behind their people. Here to describe the dynamics heading into the June mayoral primary, we're joined by Maggie Angst, the San Jose City Hall reporter for the Mercury News. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So tell me a bit about the front runners. What does this field really look like? Yeah, so there will be seven candidates' names on the ballot, but really four are our main front runners here. You've got Santa Clara County Supervisor Cindy Chavez, who's been in uh, the South Bay and San Jose politics for a long time, back in the 90s and early 2000s. She served as a San Jose council member um, before becoming the leader of the South Bay Labor Council and then becoming the uh, county supervisor. In addition to her, you've got three sitting San Jose council members. Um, you've got Dev Davis, who was first elected um, back in 2016, then re-elected in 2020. And then you've got Raul Perales, who will have served eight years, two terms at the end of this um, election cycle. And then Matt Mahan, who was just elected to the city council in 2020. So he's the most... Uh, junior, I guess you would say, or uh, uh, newest elected official. Newest elected official. Well, let's talk about uh, Cindy Chavez first. Mm-hmm. She's sort of the candidate of labor down there, um, but she's also backed by the 49ers. Yeah, so it's it's been an interesting uh, race to watch and just to see the dynamics play out. Cindy Chavez, yeah, has been a longtime labor leader. However, you know, when she first announced her campaign, she did it alongside a longtime business leader, Carl Gardino, who, yeah, has just been in the business organizations for a while. And then just in the last couple of weeks, the 49ers launched their own fundraising committee for her and put $300,000 into it, which is a very sizable donation. And I've been told that's just an initial. Uh, and what do they aim to get out of that? 
That's the question everybody's uh, looking to answer. Not entirely sure. Again, you know, the 49ers are based out of Santa Clara, not really San Jose. However, they're close to that city limit. So there's potential, you know, that they have interest in development or expansion some sort of expansion into San Jose. They've got uh, a few other business, um, like they, you know, launched a gym, I think, in Santa Clara and stuff like that. So potentially have interest in, you know, expanding their enterprise somehow into San Jose. But that is the the big question there. That That's really interesting. We're not exactly sure. You know, we also have had uh, Mayor Sam Licardo on the show, current sitting mayor, and he's got a, a political action committee, right, that he's put together. Uh, who are they behind, if we know yet? Yeah, so they haven't made an official announcement yet, but we're expecting that in the next week or so, I'd say. Uh, and all fingers are, all signs are pointing towards Matt Mahan. Mm-hmm. Matt Mahan is, you know, the council member who I said it just joined the council in 2020. But um, in terms of the business alliance behind him, it's it's appearing very strong. There's early indications that that PAC will endorse him. Um, Mayor Licardo's sister and father have both donated directly to his campaign and uh, his chief of staff was at his uh, inaugural his his um, announcement for his campaign so it's looking like there's there's some smoke there for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're talking about the San Jose mayoral election coming up June 7th that's the primary at least with Maggie Anks she's the San Jose City Hall reporter with the Mercury News we'd love to get your thoughts on the race the candidates and the amount of money involved but also What do you think the priority of the next mayor of San Jose should be? We'll get to some of the platforms of the candidates soon. You can give us a call, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You know all the social media handles. It's KQED Forum. And the email is forum at kqed.org. So let's talk a little bit about Deb Davis, also a city councilwoman sitting right now. She's kind of running on a single family housing platform, kind of an anti-YIMBY platform, you might say. Yeah, that's her big shtick. Uh, She was uh, one of the first elected officials to come out um, calling for a repeal of SB9, which was that uh, it's a state law that allows for increased density in single family neighborhoods. And so she is adamantly opposed to that. Uh, And in general, she's definitely the most conservative candidate of the front runners. She, in addition to being against SB9, voted against uh, the city's uh, enacted recently a gun ordinance to require gun owners carry insurance and and pay a fee um, and other uh, issues. And we've also got uh, Raul Perales, who is not exactly a one issue issue candidate on homelessness, but basically says, you know, this is how the mayor is going to be judged on how they deal with this issue. Uh, how's, How's he doing in this race so far? And what's his platform for dealing with homelessness actually look like? Yeah, so Raul is currently the council member that represents downtown San Jose. So obviously he's um, had a a front seat at the homeless issue in San Jose, seeing that um, on the downtown streets. And he is one of the only candidates to come out and say that he is um, a proponent of sanctioned encampments, which we don't, don't currently have in San Jose. And in addition to that, he is seen as probably the most progressive candidate in of the top candidates. In addition to that, he 
um, supports allowing non-citizens the right to vote. He is a proponent of COPA. And but in terms of support in this race, you know, him and Cindy Chavez are battling for support of the labor unions and the Democratic organizations. And so far, Cindy has really received only the endorsements um, and Talking with Raul, you know, he was hoping to get the endorsements of the South Bay Labor Council and the Democratic Party um, and the Police Officers Association. But all of those endorsements have gone to Cindy. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a struggle to compete with her. Uphill battle for him. What is Cindy saying, Cindy Chavez, saying she wants to do with the city? Yeah. So a lot of the candidates are kind of saying the same or, or similar messages. You know, they want to find more ways to get more people housed, obviously. Uh, And she wants to expand the city's police officer ranks. You know, San Jose has one of the most thinly staffed police departments in the country. And so she, along with the other candidates, are adamant about hiring more police officers and working more with the county and different organizations to get unhoused uh, individuals better mental health treatment and, and... uh, drug, you know, rehabilitation and, and treatment like that. You know, for our listeners who don't live in San Jose, who live in you know San Francisco, Oakland, other parts of the of the Bay Area, do you think that San Jose's politics around homelessness are are distinct, or do you think they're kind of pretty much like other places? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think we face a lot of the similar issues as the other big cities, San Francisco and Oakland, in terms of, you know, not having enough shelter beds at the moment and not having enough mental health beds to get the services that these people uh, need. All the candidates um, in a recent forum have also supported, you know, a bit more of a uh, somewhat of a maybe a tough love approach in terms uh, that's the the phrase that Dev Davis uses at least to you know when there are beds available to really get individuals to take those and and not refuse service so that's I think one of the issues that a lot of them have been talking about as well you know Matt Mahan coming out of the private sector right? he was a tech entrepreneur mm-hmm. you know he seems to want to introduce you know this key performance indicator indicators for the government, like KPIs for government accountability. What does that look like? He wants to set basically targets for reducing homelessness, say, by 25 percent by some measurement, right? Yeah, this is something he introduced during his run for the council seat. Hasn't enacted it yet, but um, is pushing it during his campaign for mayor. And that's looking at, you know, cleaning up light in the city and, and trash. So saying, hey, we're going to clean up X amount of tons of trash per quarter. And if they don't hit it, then the council members or other officials would not uh, be eligible for, for raises. So he specifically said that around blight and around um, building permits in, in response times, because like most of the Bay Area, it takes a long time from somebody to put in a permit to get a building built. And he wants to reduce that time and really set uh, accountability for helping get that through, though. You know, when we we come to uh, Deb Davis, we've heard a little bit about what she has opposed, like SB9. But has she put out her own platform of like, here's how we're going to strengthen single family neighborhoods in San Jose or, or something along those lines? Yeah, I mean, I, she in 
addition to wanting to repeal SB9, she's really pushing for local control. So she doesn't want the state to be able to come in and tell San Jose what to do. She believes that, you know, San Jose and its elected officials know what's best for the city and for its residents. And so she really wants the city to maintain that and to be able to put in what policies they think are best for the city. You know, when we had uh, Mayor Licardo on he indicated he thought basically the mayor's office wasn't strong enough to get things done, that the city council people really hold a lot of the power in the city. And yet we have all the city council people running for the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have they said anything about it? If they plan to institute kind of structural changes to San Jose city government. Yeah. So there was this strong uh, mayor proposal that was floated and then not acted upon. But, you know, Matt Mahan is a candidate that supports that strong mayor proposal. Um, And basically, yeah, as you mentioned, right now, the mayor has just as much power as a city council member, uh, which is very different from San Francisco. And it'll be interesting. They, They decided that it would need to go to voters before they would do anything like that. And so right now it's not on a future ballot, but that would be something that could be decided on. We're talking about the San Jose mayoral primary election. It's coming up on June 7th. Make sure to vote if you're down there. We're talking with the San Jose City Hall reporter from the Mercury News, Maggie Angston. We'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the race? The candidates, the amount of money that's involved, this is definitely going to be the most expensive race in San Jose mayoral history. And what do you think the priority for the next mayor of San Jose should be? You can give us a call, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. I'm Alexis Madrigal. This is Forum. Stay tuned for more after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. I'm joined here in the studio by Maggie Anks, the San Jose City Hall reporter with the Mercury News. And we're talking about the San Jose mayoral, mayoral primary elections coming up on June 7th. Can you tell us a little bit about the sort of how the election actually works? You know, the actual like dynamics of this primary? Yeah, so... There will be a primary, seven candidates here, and the top two candidates will move on to a runoff. And um, if there was a candidate to get the majority of the votes, then there wouldn't be a runoff. But given the number of candidates, it's pretty clear that we'll- Got it. 50% wins, but otherwise it's the top two. Mm -hmm. Got it. That's good. Um, 
So let's talk a little bit about how expensive this race is going to be. We're expecting another set of filings right at the end of this week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, tell, why is this such an expensive race? I mean, have you seen something like this before? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, a big um, contributor to that is the fact that, you know, Mayor Sam Licardo has been in this seat for eight years. So it's the first time that the city could see a real change in leadership in a while. Um, And if a labor-backed candidate is elected, it would be the first time since 2006 that the city has had a a labor-backed leader. In addition to that, there's a lot of exciting things uh, coming to the city of San Jose. You know, we've got the BART, ex- the big BART extension into San Jose that hopefully will be taking form, uh, you know, in the coming years. And then also the Google Transit Village that's expected to bring in thousands of new homes and, and uh, employees to downtown. Yeah. Starting to get some comments in uh, from listeners, and they kind of have to do with the, the big influences in the city, like you're mentioning. Google's one of them. Um, also, the 49ers. Dan writes, the 49ers bought the city council election in Santa Clara and then fired the city attorney and then the city manager. Beware of 49er support in San Jose. Is that what happened in San Jose as you understand, or in Santa Clara as you understand it? Yeah, they had a lot over the last recent years. They have had a lot of political influence in Santa Clara. Um, They poured a lot of money into a ballot measure a few years ago that would change up the structure of the city council there. And um, via records that we've gotten played a role in, yeah, trying to oust the the city manager there. Mm -hmm. Um, The other kind of set of questions that's coming in is housing, you know, huge issue all across the the Bay Area, all across California, and of course, gotten worse too over uh, the last few years. Is there anybody who's put forward out of the current crop of candidates a big plan for housing or how are people approaching that in this race? Yeah, so I'm not sure we've seen, you know, a very detailed housing plan, but they've all spoken about, you know, using multifaceted options towards addressing it. Matt Mahan is a big proponent of these quick build projects, similar to what Mayor Sam Licardo has introduced in recent years, which are these emergency bridge housing uh, facilities, as they call them, and they're like modular units, and they're meant to be temporary to fill um, as like a buffer in between getting permanent housing. And so he really wants to expand that and work with agencies like VTA and the county to to for, to look at um, plots of land that might be free to to exponentially increase the amount of those quick build. Um, and similar with Cindy Chavez, she said the same thing, looking at like lots with VTA and, and other agencies to try and build more of these units. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the San Jose mayor's race primary election coming up June 7th. We're joined by Maggie Anks, the San Jose City Hall reporter with the Mercury News. And we'd love to hear from you. What do you think the priority of the next mayor of San Jose should be? Haven't heard a ton of specifics from these candidates on what they plan to focus on in a lot of cases. Give us a call, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or KQED Forum, or you can email your questions to forum at kqed.org. You know, we've mentioned a couple times that there is a split between the business candidates and the labor candidates in here. What are the actual issues on which those candidates differ? Like, where where does Cindy Chavez feel really differently from Matt Mahan? 
Yeah, so it's interesting. Of the four candidates, you know, the bigger differences, I would say, are from Raul to Div. And then Matt Mahan and Cindy Chavez are kind of more moderate. They're taking more moderate approaches, which I think is the reason why they're garnering such broad support. Um, you know, they're both not big proponents of SB9 um, in densifying single-family housing. They both, you know, want to address the homelessness with a broad range of uh, mechanisms. And so there's not a, a lot of huge differences that we're seeing there yet. Um, you know, I was expecting more progressive and, and um, yeah, more progressive approaches from Cindy, but she's kind of taking more of a, a moderate approach. She's, yeah. I've also been wondering a little bit, uh, you know, she's taken some money from the police union, as I understand it, right? And in Oakland politics where I live, that's probably not what your like left-leaning mayor candidate would be kind of after. Um, how has that played in, in San Jose? Yeah, so the Police Officers Association is the union representing police officers. <laughs> and they have endorsed Cindy and talking with their president, he's saying that they're going to put in even more than the 49ers, you know, over $300,000 into her campaign. And when I talk to her supporters, they see her as somebody that's been able to get things done in the city. You know, she, uh, although she is more progressive potentially she supports increasing the, the number of police officers in the city and she's been a proponent of labor so you know she puts the worker first in a lot of things and so um yeah she's been able to 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 walk yeah. that line as people have kind of started to line up behind her i assume you've gone back to her sort of like record in the county in elected office what do we know about how what she's prioritized in her time um, in the county? Yeah, so one of her biggest, I would say, claim to fame is that she was, you know, one of the authors of the measure to fund um, billions of dollars for affordable housing projects in the county, in Santa Clara County. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's been a, a big deal and and. Yeah, um, very helpful for the county in terms of building more affordable housing and get homeless people off the streets. And more recently, she's pushed for the closing of the Reed Hillview Airport, which is hmm. a smaller airport in East San Jose. But there's a lot of concerns that um, the the uh, sorry the planes there run off of leaded fuel, and so there's concerns that uh, residents are are suffering like from environmental lead. justice concerns there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. 
Let's bring in our first caller, Kenny from San Jose. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, Kenny, go ahead. Yeah, yes. Uh, thank you for, uh, for this great topic. Uh, I live in San Jose. I just want to share my priorities uh, for our future mayor. Number one for me would be uh, addressing uh, rising crime across the city. I mean, this is certainly in other cities we're seeing as well. And, and pay attention to uh, uh, getting getting our police department back into shape. Uh, I support candidates who uh, are in favor of, of uh, hiring more more police officers for the city to address the crime. Certainly, there are other uh, aspects of addressing it through education and community services should be important as well. And then certainly, just like you know, you've, you've been talking about is homelessness, right? That's we see that across the city, which also affects just the. Uh, physical and, and more of a cosmetic view of the city, trash everywhere through these camps. That needs to be addressed uh, by any of the candidates. And then number three would be education, right? Our kids are important. Their future is, is critical. We've seen over the past years with, with COVID, physical, mental health. Um, and, and, and uh, again, paying attention to where our taxes goes, right? Making that to work to address uh, yeah. the issues that I just discussed. Great. Hey, thank you so much, Kenny, for for that perspective. Thanks so much. You know, we haven't talked about the crime numbers in San Jose. How do they compare to other cities around the Bay Area? That's a good question. Most of the crime, you know, San Jose isn't like, San Jose is one of the top 10 biggest cities in the nation, but in terms of violent crime, isn't one of those leaders. Um, But we have a lot of issues, you know, with break-ins and um sideshows and 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 you know we do have shootings and and whatnot in terms of these candidates everybody wants to increase the number of police officers that's a big Hmm. issue um among all of them raul perales is a former police officer and so during his time on the council he's been really a vocal proponent of increasing um, the presence of community service officers that are able to you know stick with a certain neighborhood and build relationships with those communities and so yeah he wants to really expand that yeah the we've got a listener who tweets uh Please differentiate Cindy and Matt, particularly on actionable homelessness solutions and progressive ideals. Is Matt Mahan, as a business candidate down there, I mean, is he a Republican? Is he a Democrat? Has he said? um, What's his sort of stance relative to the sort of national political orientations? Yeah, so I think, you know, he is not... I'm I'm not exactly sure on that. They're all... um, these positions are not partisan. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like ideologies and whatnot, he, for instance, regarding the gun issue, was opposed to putting a fee on gun owners. And in addition to that, has been, you know, more apprehensive about allowing non citizens the right to vote for instance, more progressive um, issues like that. And he's much more fiscally conservative, much very concerned about where, as we talked about, this accountability, where the city is putting their funds um, Mm -hmm. in on that. And where where is the San Jose City's uh, budget now? I mean, is it in decent shape even after the pandemic or, or how's it looking? Yeah, no, they actually, just like the state, saw a surplus in last year, and they used a lot of that money 
to put towards um, issues like putting more money into homeless um, homeless housing and and and, and um, services sure. for for that. Going to go to a, a call next, and just wanted to say, what's the most pressing issue for you in this San Jose? Mayor's race. We're talking with Maggie Angst, the San Jose City Hall reporter with the Mercury News. And the number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's KQED Forum. And the email's forum at kqed.org. Steve from San Jose, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, so you, you uh, asked for some uh, kind of platform issues that I'd like to hear discussed. And one of them is really uh, an emphasis on reclaimed water use, you know, mm-hmm. aggressive development of gray water infrastructure, water purification, reuse. We can't get any more water. We pretty much drain the river, so we have to reuse it. We have to be much more aggressive than we are, and I'd like to see them talk about that. Yeah. I'd love to see them deal with, you know, the same problems that every big city has, uh, that this an aging infrastructure, our, our sewer and water lines are falling apart. Our, our electrical lines and, and phone lines should be uh, buried in concrete channels like they do in Europe so that they're easily accessible, they're protected. They're, you know, you, you, that way you can build a, a tree line, you know, an actual canopy in the city as opposed to chopping them all down. So that's something, you know, every major progressive city in Europe is doing it. Done that. Yeah. And then and then also as far as homelessness goes, I mean, I hate to say it, but you might you know, at least talk about actually enforcing you guys have to, you know, you, you don't have a choice. You have to go into the housing we offer. Mm-hmm. And you have to go into drug treatment if that's an issue. And you know, I Hey, Steve, I'm going to leave it there right now just because you brought up a bunch of issues I want to make sure we ask uh, Maggie about. Thanks so much for for that perspective. I wanted to ask uh, first, Maggie, about the water issues. You know, this seemed like exactly the wrong kind of thing for city government officials to address because it's a long-term, difficult, expensive thing that just gives, you know, it's it's very difficult to change these kind of infrastructure issues um, as a local government. But it's important. And are they trying to address water issues in in San Jose. Yeah, there hasn't been much talk about that on the campaign trail um, as of yet. One of the um, other topics he mentioned, though, being... um, Oh... (laughs) Uh, the, you know, homeless issues and the differences between the candidates. I just wanted to say, you know, one of the major differences between Dev and and Matt Mahan is is experience in terms of him being, you know, much more of a relative newcomer versus Cindy. And one of Matt's points is that, you know, he sees that the city, the city's water issues, the city's homelessness issues, et cetera, et cetera, are an example of failed policies and 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 whatnot of the former elected leaders. And so his um, platform is really that he would like to go in and change that. And hmm. yeah, let's bring in another caller, uh, Tanya in San Jose. Welcome. Yes, hi. I'll have a question. I wanted to know what Cindy might do in regards to the Happy Hollow trailer project that our current uh, uh, mayor put in place, Sam, where he started that trailer project and just left it. 
and in that area along the Coyote Creek Trail and behind Happy Hollow, it's totally changed the environment of our homes where homeless have impacted that area, and it's just turned into a filthy area. There's multiple fires there um, at night. All of our, our residents in that community are inhaling the smoke, and I'm just wondering what would happen. Like, is anybody going to come back and clean up that mess? Thanks for that uh, question, Tanya. And maybe if you could you give us a little bit of a uh, background on this Happy Hollow uh, mobile homelessness project. Yeah, so that was um, a COVID-era project that was funded by the state government. Um, a, a bunch of cities across the, the Bay Area were delivered these trailers to house homeless people um, so that they didn't have to live in congregate living facilities during the COVID and risk getting infected. And so the city launched it. It wasn't successful, and they shut it down after like a month or two. They had issues with the trailers. They had issues getting electricity and water set up there, um, and they just didn't find it useful. Um, And so they quickly shut it down, and it doesn't seem like there's any plans to do that. The city also tried its first safe parking lot uh, last year, and that also was unsuccessful. But the city is still currently looking for lots to create a a safe parking site. By unsuccessful, do you mean that the local community pushed back on it, or do you mean that some other things happened? In terms of Happy Hollow, there wasn't much pushback. It was set up like there was little community engagement because it was like an emer- it was an emergency housing um, situation. In terms of the safe housing, there sorry, the safe parking lot, there was a lot of pushback, and so that was a big issue. And there wasn't many people in the lot, so they decided to just rehouse those, offer them beds elsewhere, and try and come up with a better plan before making another safe housing. Uh, last few uh, comments here. Rich writes, uh, listener, as I see it, San Jose is better off with their city manager system than a strong mayor system like San Francisco's. Putting too much power in one person's hands is inviting the same kind of corruption that SF has to deal with. And Marv writes, what does it say about us as a society that it's okay for people to live under freeway overpasses when other people have enough wealth to own two or three homes? Thank you so much for joining us, Maggie Ang, San Jose City Hall reporter with the Mercury News and telling us all about the San Jose mayoral election. Thank you so much for having me. And stay tuned for more Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal, and we're coming up with more after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. 
Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone? hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years. Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles. The Snap Desert Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.